what kind of businesses can use a funnel? Is this for every business on the face of the earth? Any business that wants to make money. (laughs) You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews-Okome. So let's get started. Hey, hey, guys, welcome back to the show. Today in the guest chair, we have advanced sales funnel strategist and business success coach, Kim McCarter. I'm really excited about this episode and excited for you to hear it because it's more of a workshop coaching training style episode than my usual Q&As. So it's a little bit of a different spin. And Kim and I really go deep on funnels and I'm asking her all the questions that I genuinely have myself because this is something I'm hyper-focused on right now. As you guys just heard on my most recent Entrepreneur Diaries episode, I shared what's been working and what hasn't been working in my business. And I mentioned that one of the things I'm still working on is how to best message and position my podcast coaching services. And that involves polishing not only my message, but my sales funnel. When I first started side hustling, truth moment, I would just focus on learning one aspect of business at a time. And there wasn't always a big picture strategy going on. I didn't even know what a sales funnel was when I first set up my email list. I just knew that everyone talks about building an email list. All the little mini courses I talked about mentioned that. So I set it up, but no one really did a deep dive on funnels. And as I grow as a businesswoman, I'm learning how to cultivate a relationship with my email list. And that's something Kim knows all about. I knew I wanted to do an episode on this because, as I said, it's so important to my business, but also it's really important to all of our businesses. You need to understand the relationship between the people who join your email list and, you know, sign up for your newsletter and how you continue to message your services and your products to them. And I was looking for someone to speak to all of this because I knew I wanted to do this kind of workshop episode. So I asked all around people I trusted and the name Kim McCarter kept coming up. So a little about Kim. Kim is an entrepreneur who has immersed herself in the art of helping female entrepreneurs reach the highest levels of growth, profit and success. Kim has masterfully integrated her experience as a corporate executive, entrepreneur and business coach to ignite passion, infuse purpose, and inspire excellence in girl bosses all over the globe. Described as the sales funnel strategist and gospel truth on business, Kim's advanced funnel strategies have helped clients clarify their message, build a relationship with their audience, and earn multi-six figures. She's also the self-described funnel trap queen and is living proof that it's never too late to make your dreams a reality. She uses her experience to empower other women to live and be their authentic selves. On today's episode, we discuss why every business that wants to make money needs to understand sales funnels and email marketing, how to set up your first simple sales funnel, how to get clear on who you want to work with, and how to figure out what you want to sell. And we talk about so much more. Before we chat with Kim, I just want to shout out the review of the week. Today's review comes from username LM198907. They write, 
I've been a faithful listener for about a year now, and I enjoy every episode. Nikayla always has someone interesting in the guest chair. What I love most is the diversity of entrepreneurs she brings in. It truly showcases that there isn't just one formula to making your side hustle work and that it takes hard work and consistency. I also love the episodes where she checks in on her personal journey. This is the podcast for you if you even have just a pinch of an entrepreneurial spirit. After every episode, I feel like, okay, I can keep going on my side hustle. Thank you so much, LM198907. I'm so glad you took the time to write me this review. Thank you for affirming me. It makes me feel so great to know that Side Hustle Pro hits home with you and that it affirms you. It makes you feel like, okay, I can keep doing this. So kudos to you for taking the time to write me that review. And, you know, it's really one of the aspects I enjoy most about this experience. So you guys, thank you for leaving me your love, your support and encouragement. I am going to return it back to you by continuing to shout out a review of the week every single episode. So go ahead and leave me a five-star review so that yours can be the next one that we read. Alrighty, now let's get into it. So welcome to the guest chair, Kim. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you for being here. You already know how excited I am to get into this conversation because as I mentioned in our offline chat, this is something that everybody needs to know. But before we get into it, first things first, give us a peek into the life of Kim McCarter. Who is Kim McCarter and what does she do? Well, you know, I always start off with the teaser. Well, you know, Margie and Bill, my mom and dad say <laughs> I am actually the youngest by four by 12 years. So I am truly the baby of the family. And because of that, I always say that to people so that way they understand I do have a little bit of a stubborn streak, meaning when I want to do something, I always go for it. Um, and that little trait has actually followed me throughout this journey. I am an advanced sales funnel strategist, and I am also a business success coach that would makes me an advanced sales funnel strategist is because I am, I go beyond this, the normal sales funnel that we'll talk about a little bit later um, today, but I am about making sure people really understand how to use these processes and customize them to their businesses and why it's important for the overall business. I am a sister, I'm a mom, and by mom, I mean a mom to like my nieces and nephews. I'm not a natural born mom. Um, I'm a friend and I just love to have fun. So I can't wait to chat with you today. Yes. So what was your initial career path? Now, I know you talked about being stubborn and, and going for it and always having that confidence. But what did you do before becoming an advanced sales strategist? So before becoming coming into the entrepreneurship space, I actually worked in corporate America. I was in corporate for 17 years. I was in a leadership role for over 10 years, and I was actually a global project manager. I started out in um, the customer service area and kind of just made my way up through corporate. I came in at about 19 and stayed there, like I said, all the way till up about 37. And I've always been in the healthcare administration field. So I've always been that person that has worked with executives on how we could reach our customers more. So when I came into entrepreneurship, it wasn't even about being a sales funnel strategist. I was actually doing personal branding. Oh, isn't that funny how it can all come together sometimes? Everything you've been doing for corporate, all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, I could be helping other entrepreneurs with this. Absolutely. So for me, that journey started in 2009. Um, I had actually attended an event that was tied to plus size fashion called Full Figured Fashion Week. 
And after attending that event, a friend and I decided we wanted to start a blog. So we started a plus size fashion and nightlife blog. And in that time, you know, 2009, social media was nowhere near where it was at today. I think, you know, that's you still had to be in college to access Facebook. Yes, yes. (laughs) Twitter was just starting to pop off or whatever. And we grew our online social, our online following really quickly um, because we were one of the first adapters. And what happened was now corporations started picking up on social social media and they were coming on. So when the big brands started joining social media and they saw how fast we were growing, they started reaching out to us to say, hey, how are you guys doing that? Can you come help us? And these were big brands tied specifically to the plus size fashion industry. And I kind of realized that it was a better paycheck (laughs) on that side, doing consulting with the brands on their sales and marketing versus being a blogger because bloggers weren't even getting paid then. And I was at a conference and one of my mentors, she she was my mentor at the time. And she said, you know, everyone in the plus industry can't be a blogger or a model. Where are my CEOs at? And at that de- that evening, I was like, I'm going to go full head and start my business. And that was probably 2011. Oh, wow. And it was definitely a side hustle for many years. <laughs> yes. I actually did not go full time until December 2015. I love it. I respect that hustle and know that journey well. Now, When I was looking for a Black woman entrepreneur to speak about funnels, sales funnel, to break it all down, because that is something I'm still figuring out in my business. And I was asking around people I trust, like, who is the expert at this? Who should I talk to? And everyone said Kim McCarter. And I was like, okay, let me research this person. And then I came across your content, your website, um, you know, all of the great information you were putting out there and also the Funnel Trap Queen (laughs) website. And I said to myself, I have to have to talk to her. So How did you become the funnel trap queen? Walk us through from consulting with corporations on the plus size world and social media to funnel sales expert. So would you believe me if I told you it was by accident? I would. I would. (laughs) I've seen it enough. I've heard it enough. Literally, it was. As I said, I was doing like more customer service, reaching out to your audience, personal brand work. And even when I started my business, I was doing social media consulting. From social media consulting, I kind of found out about this coaching industry. And I was like, oh, what is this? So I went through like, you know, like everyone does when they just when they first find out about the coaching industry. And um, I joined program after course at the program. We're talking like 2012 around this time, 2013. And I took a course that helped me be understand that I really needed to go into like the more personal branding space. So what I was doing was I was coming from a corporate perspective and I was helping people understand how they needed to create products and services that reach their audience better, what their marketing needed to look like. Because my thing was at the time I wanted to help local small business owners do this. So I'm from New Jersey and I wanted to help them do this. And I was on the speaker circuit right here in New Jersey, and I was doing consulting, helping small business owners understand how to reach their audience on social media. The problem that I ran into, though, was everyone who wanted to sell me a course, everyone who wanted to sell me a program, everyone kept telling me that I had to quit my job in order to really hit that infamous $10,000 $10,000 or that infamous $100,000 a year. And I was already in corporate making six figures. So I'm like, I'm not quitting my job. <laughs> I was actually someone, I loved my job. Like I love my job. My I was working in my career. It wasn't the one I went to college for, but it was still career. Like, you know what I mean? And um, I actually liked my coworkers. I was like, I'm not quitting my job. These people have to be nuts. Um, 
So as I was building the business and the business started doing well, I finally hunkered down and figured out my own formula to build my business while I was working. I realized it was like I had to take a piece of the pie from everyone. Let me get a piece of your apple pie, a piece of your butter, pe- like a piece of your pecan pie. And I had you to put it on the <laughs> oh, I am like analogy analogy queen over there. So I'm a good storyteller. So I was like, I need to create my own recipe. And that's how I also look at funnels. So that's why I kind of always use that because they're really just a recipe. And I had to create a recipe that worked for me and matched my corporate career. Um, I was literally at a conference in 2014 and um uh, I guess you can call him like a SEO guru. I met Neil Patel in the hallway and I was chatting because I'll chat with anyone. And he was like, oh, how are you building your business while working? And I'm explaining it to him. And he was like, oh, you you sound like you're really good at funnels. And I was like, excuse me? And like, I had like the dumb, he was like, what? And I was like, what is that? He was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, what is that? He broke down what the concept of a funnel was to me. And I was like, oh, you mean like my email marketing? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, well, the whole thing is called a sales funnel. And I was, I didn't know what it was. I was like green to the concept. And I went home and I started probably what many of your listeners are doing, Googling, what is a sales funnel? Who can help me figure this thing out? And I just dug into it. And I was like, oh, I've been doing this all along. And (laughs) it was really like, wow, I should really stick to this. And what I realized in, once I started learning out what a sales funnel was, not only had I been Um, using sales funnels, but I had also been teaching them and not even realizing it. So with that, because my mind, I'm always the person that gets people out of the gray area. And that's probably because I'm a project manager by trade. I'm also the friend that listens (laughs) and helps people get out their argument. So I was like, oh, I'm going to continue to do this. And next thing I knew, I was now like, you know what? I want to teach people this. How can I teach people this? There's no one in our space teaching this and making it make sense. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my own advice. I'm going to brand myself into this sales funnel community. Because the reality is when you Google sales funnel experts, you probably come up with more um, Caucasian white men than anything. Right, which was why it was so hard. And I had to (laughs) tap into my network and say, who is the Black woman face of this? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to disrupt their industry if mm-hmm. it's like takes me 10 years to do it. And I just kept studying. I, I I worked with them. I studied with them. I studied them. And two years into it, like a year into it, people really started to know my name in the sales funnel industry. And then like, you know, last year I got dubbed the funnel trap queen. <laughs> so at what point did you say, did you go full time yet? Let me not assume. So what happened was I actually was still not planning on going full time. Um, Around the time that I had that conversation with Neil, my company had got bought by our our largest competitor um, and they decided they were going to fold the two companies into one. And being I was actually supposed to be this happened in 2013. So in 2014, I was actually supposed to be on my way out the door. I was supposed to be laid off January 19th, 2014 and January 16th, 2014. I actually got a promotion. I skipped two levels in the company and went straight into a global project manager status, which included a raise, travel, company car. So I didn't end up leaving 
leaving. And I looked at it like, oh, this must be God's way of saying I need to keep my job. It's not time to go full time. Um, and then, like I said, we got bought. And in the process of getting bought, once everything settled because we're retired to the healthcare industry. So, you know, we had to go through like SEC clearance and all kinds of stuff, not just in the, in the states, but also through the EU. And once all that, once all the dust settled, I actually finally went full time in December 2015. Now, the claim to fame in the story is um, from 2014, after I met Neil and I um, decided to hunker down and decided that I wanted to dominate this specific niche, I actually put all the plans in place, went to work at it, and I went from... In when I did my 2013 taxes, I probably made, let's say, like $40,000 in my business. Okay. When I went to leave corporate, I had did $232,000. And nice. I, paid off, I paid off my entire student loan debt of $72,000. Nice. See, this is why we side hustle. Get that student debt out of here. <laughs> I was like, yes, I, you know what? Because I had said to myself, I was like, you know what? I got to pay off my student loans. That was like my thing. Right. Like even when I was doing the side hustle, like these student loans got to go. Mm -hmm. I was at a space where I was paying like $700 a month in student loans. And then I got my, um, that little thing in the mail yeah. and everything to interest, interest girl. I was floored. You couldn't tell if I felt like someone had stole my pocketbook. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. If you don't, if you don't pay attention to, you know, actually go in and read the statement, like it is all going to interest. I was like, did I really pay $7,000 in interest? What is going on? Order right here. And I was like, Oh no, that was my non-negotiable. This got to go. $72,040 and 32 cents. Listen, all paid off in less than 18 months. I nice. had to go. So how did you start building out your business? I know you spoke to Neil. I know you were already doing this, but how did you start reaching your clientele? I noticed that you are very efficient with your branding presence, your time. Like you're not overly out there, like trying to build out your personal brand, at least not yet, I don't think. So walk me through how do you use social media? How do you work smarter, not harder? Well, for me, one of the things is I like to take calculated moves. Mm -hmm. I really don't believe in being busy for the sake of just being busy. Yes. I don't think busy equals success. I think calculated moves being strategic is what equals success. And there is a reason why people can out earn the busiest of entrepreneurs and still have time for their families, still have time for their friends. I was that person. I was the person like, you know, in 2014, when I was trying to figure it all out, I was traveling from New Jersey to Denver, Colorado, three times per month. I was like, I was away living in hotels and actually to back it up a little bit in 2015, I spent 232 nights in hotels. Like that's how crazy it was. Whoa. Um, and I had took like over 50 something flights. Like literally I was flying every week. Um, it was bananas. And I still was able to build my business because I had to look at it. Like I can't, all this stuff y'all trying to tell me to do. I ain't got time to do that. Like, <laughs> I got a job, ma'am. No. Like what kind of stuff? Like what kind of stuff? <laughs> like it was like, okay, we need you to, you need to post on Twitter three times a day. You need to post on Facebook three to five times a day. Instagram was just starting. So you need to post over there three times a day. We want all you, all your content should be different. Right. Then it was like, I was like, every time you turned around, it was just more and more stuff. And I had to realize I don't have to do everything in order for my business to be successful. Yes. I had to take my own advice. 
who is the person that I'm trying to, I call it my target effect. Who are you? What do you want to do? Who do you do it for? And how do you do it? I knew who I was. I knew what I wanted to, I knew exactly how I did, how I got people results. And it was a matter of who do I want to work with? I think one of the problems that many entrepreneurs face, and a lot of people get mad at me, a lot of my peers get mad at me when I say this is, stop allowing your audience to define who you are and what you offer them. Your job as the expert, as a subject matter expert, is to tell your audience who you are and decide who you want to work with. It's not the other way around. Like, you know, so I had to go, who is it that I'm really trying to work with? And when I got clear on who I wanted my audience to be and who I wanted my perfect client to be, I made it my mission to show up where she was. I didn't need to be anywhere else. I only need to be in the room or be in the spaces that my ideal client is in. And once I stuck to my guns with myself on that, because that's not about your peers, that's not about your family, your friends, that's really about your willingness to do that, it became much clearer. And that's why I started showing up in those spaces. And that's the spaces where my name tends to be known more. And sometimes I think, not sometimes, let me be clear, all the time, (laughs) (laughs) Shade, I feel like we get so caught up in the Instagram followers. We get so caught up in like the Facebook likes. We get so caught up in the numbers on our email list that, and who's popular, that we don't pay attention to that popularity doesn't, like I said, doesn't always mean that they're out earning everyone else. So that was my thing. And like, I know one of the things that we had talked about before was like that personal habit. My personal habit is like sticking to my guns. And I guess that's the trait because, you know, I'm from, I'm from the neighborhood. I grew up in West Philly. So, I, you know, I have that loyalty factor sometimes to a fault, but, <laughs> I, but I'm loyal to myself and Christ before anyone else. So literally it's like, is what I'm about to do a money move? Cause if mm. it's not a money move, I ain't got to do it. Yes. So I'm, I'm going to return to that when it comes to funnels, because I think that's one of the reasons why people get overwhelmed when they think about, oh, I got to build out this sales funnel because they think that it means doing everything like planning 30 Twitter posts, plus this post, plus that. And how do you really clarify and refine and understand that. But we'll get to that in a minute because what I really want to talk about first is what is a sales funnel at all? What's the true meaning of it? Your email marketing campaign. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. People love coming up with terms. Yes. Like, you know, well, to be a little bit more sophisticated, right? Your sales funnel is the entire email marketing campaign process, right? So your sales funnel includes how do you get people to the email marketing campaign, right? How are you going to get people to the email marketing campaign? What landing pages or web pages are you going to use to connect your audience to your email marketing system? And then once they're in there, what emails are you sending them to persuade them to buy your products and services? When it boils down to it, it's just the overall client attraction system that moves your audience from interested to invested. Right. And it's the actions people take, right? Or that you want them to take. So in your funnel, you have to know every single action. So if you put up a post and you do a Facebook ad, what happens next? What happens next? Like you literally have to know the arrows from when they go from point A to point C, what happens next? 
Yes, but I think that's where people get the most confused at, right? Okay. Because the reality is we can only, we can narrate the conversation, but just because you put a horse in front of water doesn't mean it's going to drink, right? Right, right. And I think people get so con- get so time consumed in trying to control the narrative that that's why they get overwhelmed. So it's not really like, even though those actions that people are going to take is that if they do this, they get this. If they do this, they get this. That's really not until later down the line. I think if you build your sales funnel process in steps, that adding on those additional layers layers and that additional complexity makes it a lot easier. The problem is people try to go from no funnel to like a million dollar funnel yes. <laughs> at one time. And I'm like, sis, you got a million dollars? All right, come on down. Let's get you to 10 first. Like, you know, because it just makes it so much easier yes. for the person on the outside to understand. And then the other thing about it is too, and I know that, you know, I get it because I was a side, I, listen, I was a side hustle boo. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm also like, you know, I'm a, I'm a tech girl. So, you know, I believe I could do everything. Like, you know, I believe I'm superwoman, but that doesn't mean I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. And if more people were willing to say, you know what, I don't have to do everything in my business, it will be better if I invest it at least, even if you can't invest in getting the entire sales funnel done, because it can be expensive, at minimum, getting someone to get the strategy together for you and break it down into the simplest of forms or or paying someone to build it out for you on the other side. Because like I said, trying to go from no funnel to that seven figure funnel in one swoop, and most people don't have the content, they don't have the tools, they don't have the resources, they don't have the product or services to get it all done is what gets it really, really confusing. Now, what kind of businesses can use a funnel? Is this for every business on the face of the earth? Any business that wants to make money. <laughs> and that's true. Like, I, and let me be clear, even nonprofits use funnels yes. because they still have to, um, you know, make money through donations. I don't know a business that I own around who's not in business to make money. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I get to, you know, I get what the gurus say. They say, oh, it's not about the money. It's about the client. It's about the audience. It's about giving value. At the end of the day, your job is to make a dollar. Yes. So I'm all about profit. Exactly. <laughs> I, I am not the woman that shies away from money conversations. Let's have this money conversation. Cause I feel like the more we, as women, especially black women, and as you know, our community still are trying to break generational wealth curses and stuff like that and bad habits with money. We need to talk about money more than ever. Right. We need to have those conversations, especially like, you know, with gentrification going on and why we are getting put out of our own neighborhoods that we built because we can no longer afford to live there. We need to have more money conversations. Yes. I feel like every business should have a money. It's not a matter of of should you have a funnel or not, it's really about what kind of funnel you should have in your business. Yes. And let's talk about that. So walk us through an example funnel. Is there something that everyone can do and start today? Yes. So I feel like the most basic funnel is like the singular opt-in funnel. That's just the funnel that puts people on your email list. That is the easiest funnel to ever build out. It's just a matter of even if you just having a dedicated landing page, not a web page, but a landing page, a landing page, it can be in your site. So you don't really have to go out and buy click funnels or lead pages. You can do it right in your Squarespace sites, your Spotify sites. I mean, not Spotify, Shopify sites. WordPress. But the thing about a landing page is all it has on there is the information about your email. 
signing up for your email. It doesn't have your navigation bar. It doesn't have your social media. It doesn't have any footer. Or if it does have a footer, it only has like, you know, your privacy statement, like, you know, your earnings disclaimer, things that you need to have for legal purposes. But the whole premise of this singular page is that when someone hits this, their only thing that they can do, a call to action is what we call it. The only thing they can do is either X out or decide to sign up for your list. And once they get on your list, it's just a matter of you as the business owner educating them on, again, who you are, what you do, and what they can buy from you and why they why you are the plug to help them to get from where they are to where they want to be. And that doesn't matter whether you're a service business or product business. You should still always be building your email list just simply because, honestly, once someone's on your email list and once you make sure you are downloading that list regularly – you own that. So if you get put off of Facebook, if your Instagram gets hacked or whatever is going on, you know you can still contact your core audience that follows you. Yes. So with this singular opt-in funnel, what's needed to set that up? Do you need to be giving them a freebie or you're talking about a landing page that's just a sign up for your newsletter, for example? So one, you can definitely give them, you can definitely give them a freebie. Um, and that freebie is different freebies work for different types of audiences, right? So for instance, if you are a service provider, you may want to do like a PDF download, or you may want to do like an audio series. But if you are a product-based business, um, you may want to do like, maybe you want to give them free shipping on an order, or maybe you want to give them a buy more sales. Like, you know, a buy more, save more type code. A lot of product businesses do like, you know, there's 5% off to 10% off to build their list or they do like free shipping. Like I know someone, like I was just talking to a young lady last week. She's a skincare company. And I was like, you know, the perfect freebie for her would be giving a PDF on basic skincare. And what do you do if you have oily skin? And these are my products you should use. Quizzes are fun. Like there are so many possibilities. The possibilities are endless when it comes to opt-in. I think the um, problem is when people think of freebies, they think they have to do these massive challenges. Yes. They, <laughs> and I'm like, you don't have to do all that just yet. Like, you know what I mean? Are those things great for list building? Absolutely. How did I build my list? I built my list with webinars because that worked for me. I was a full-time, I was working full-time. I was traveling for my company. And the best thing for me to do was to show up twice a month on free webinars and use the webinar to move people to purchase from me. That worked for me. That's how I built my six-figure business. And people were like, that's all you did? Yeah, because it doesn't have to be complex. Simplicity works. When you're just starting out, how do you get people to your landing page? And then I want to know more about how you got people to your webinar. So for me, what I did was, because when I started this, it was like 2014. So Facebook ads wasn't even a thing at the time. I was just really, my audience was really heavy on Twitter at the time. So I would show up on Twitter chats. I would show up in conversations. Um, like if a show, like a scandal, everybody's watching scandal back then. So, you know, I made sure I was a part of the scandal conversation. I did have a Facebook business page. So I updated my Facebook business page often. Um, and I just promoted it. Like I just would, I used Hootsuite at the time. And it allowed me to like, you know, schedule my stuff. And what I did was, so this is me. And if you go to my website now, you would notice, you'd be like, where can website at? Cause it's just, a, it's a landing page. Like, yes, yes. It's like, you want this free class or you need help? <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's how my website was back then. It was just like, hey, like, you know, my website was under construction and it was like, you know, this is like priority, like eight on the list. Right. So um, give me your email to keep in touch. And I just one of the things I made sure was that I talked to my list at least twice a week. And back then we used to do these things called teleconferences. So I used to do like the Monday morning motivation call where people would call in. And while I was driving to work, I would give them like their motivation for the week. Um, and I would just email and say, Hey, I have a free, I have a free class coming up. And I would literally just update my website whenever my next free class was, and people would sign up for the free class. And when you come to the free class, you get the free advice and then you get sold something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And Guess what, guys? I'm going to let you know, I didn't even change the free class. I taught the same thing twice a month for a year. That's how it is. So when you said, like, you know what spaces that you show up in and your name is well known in those spaces, by spaces, is that Twitter for you? Is that certain conferences for you? Yes. So for like now for me, like, you know, that's a am getting into Instagram more now because um, Instagram was usually my fun space. So mm-hmm. now I'm getting a little bit more strategic with Instagram. So for me right now, that's Instagram. That's still a little bit of fit and that's a little bit of Facebook. Um, and I do attend like a couple of different conferences a year. Like you guys will always, always find me at ClickFunnels Funnel Hacking Live. That's one of my favorite conferences. Um, and I do a lot of like retreats, like um, like personalized retreats. I don't really do a lot of the big conferences. Like, so you wouldn't find me like at an essence or like at a traffic and conversion conference or anything like that. Um, but definitely Facebook, but I also still do like, you know, the whole webinar thing. Um, just because I, and I also like to do Facebook live. So I'm on Facebook live like once or twice a week. Hey guys, it's Nikayla here with a quick word from our sponsor. Okay. I have a side hustle hack for all to hear, and it's called Skillshare. You want to know how I grow as a businesswoman? I keep learning. There's not a week that goes by that I'm not checking out a refresher class or a deep dive tutorial. And my go-to is Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 18,000 classes in business, marketing, entrepreneurship, you name it. So whether you're trying to start a side hustle or scale your business, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. In the last month alone, I've learned how to set up my email capture landing page on Squarespace and how to boost my email marketing using MailChimp, all through Skillshare. And now, Skillshare has a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right, just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Hustle Pro. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Hustle Pro to start your two months now. So let's talk now about a sales funnel. So you shared a simple one. What about when we're ready to make money? What's the simplest sales funnel? The simple funnel can make money. (laughs) Okay, okay. But now if I had someone who was like, Kim... I need to get people on the phone so I can sell them into my coaching. I need to sell them into my consulting. Um, or I have a product. Let's talk about service first, then I do a product one, right? So okay. for me, my go-to funnel for people who are ready to sell out their co- coaching and consulting offers is show up on Facebook and push people directly to application, right? Um, and what I mean by that is I call it the automated booking funnel. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to see my Beyonce funnel. I break it down in there. Um, 
So what happens is you have that freebie. Mm-hmm. For me right now, that freebie is Facebook Live. Because see, my thing is, now, when I say this, some people might be like, that's a little bit of ego. But I feel like now I've solidified my expertise to a point where I don't, for me, I'm like, I'm not doing Facebook Live every single day and then sending you to a free download too. My Facebook Live, I am my lead magnet. And a lot of subject subject matter experts need to believe that about themselves. They are their lead magnet. When you show up on these Facebook Lives and you are teaching for a half hour, 45 minutes, send people to an information page that just backs up why you are an expert in that space and invite them straight to apply to work with you. And from there, you can then use that to, once you get the application, yay, nay, have a phone call with them that sells them your product and services. Some people, the way I teach it though, is you have that freebie, whether it's a PDF or let's say it's three video, a three-part video series, something easy though, something that's easy for people to consume um, because we have to remember that people are busy. So you don't want to always create, you don't want to create like a 40-page document and expect people to read it and then wonder why no one buys. How can you chop that up to get it to be like, you know, 10 pages or less, easy to digest? And if it can't be easy to digest in written word, then you need to chop it up into like three, seven to 10-minute videos. And send people to this free lesson plan. And from that lesson plan where most people, have you ever signed up for an email list or a freebie? And then once you sign up, you get to like that tripwire. That's where people try to sell you something really cheap. Like yes. yeah, it may yeah. be a PDF. It may be like a, you know, a quick little course or something. So what I say is instead of trying to sell someone something right there, do a five minute video that explains to them how to use the freebie you just gave them and then invite them to set up a phone call with you. Get it out the way, right? You don't have to send people three or four emails before you invite them to a sales conversation. Give them the opportunity. Listen, this is how you're going to use this. But if you are really ready to maximize on this side hustle, let's get on the phone so we can figure out how I can help you make that happen. And that's how you sell out your coaching and consulting, because now you've already sent people to the freebie. They have this thing in their hand and they're like, okay, let me get on the phone with her to see if she can really help me. And it just helps you fill your products and services better. That's the easiest way for people really to build out a sales funnel, a low tech sales funnel and be able to get people on the phone. Now I can get people to the phone for you. Now, if you don't know how to sell, that's a different conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a step two conversation. But when you talk about Facebook Lives now, are you doing this daily, weekly? How should people think about doing it so it doesn't get redundant? You know, let's say, for example, I have a podcast. Should I get up there and talk about podcasting every week? Like after a while, don't you run out of topics? Well, see, for me, I'm a huge fan of repurposing content because, see, here's the reality. If you are a subject matter expert, your your subject matter is your subject matter is your subject matter. That's not going to change. So even when we think about marketing, right, and we think about marketing in 2018 versus marketing in 1958, a lot of people tend to say marketing has changed. The reality is marketing hasn't changed. How we address the people has changed in marketing because the core concepts of marketing are still there. Know your customer and sell them what they want, but give them what they need. That hasn't changed in 50 years. 
which changes how we get that information to them. So even with something like Facebook Live, I tell people, like, even like I've had it where I've made my clients do a 100-day live challenge where they have to go live for 100 days. The problem is when people want to go Facebook Live, they feel like they have to go live and then they have to talk about everything all at one time. So if you have a framework for how you deliver, how you take people from where they are to where they want to go, your job is to show up on Facebook Live and just give them a piece of the puzzle not the entire puzzle. You don't have to solve the riddle, but you can give them a clue to that riddle. So let's say you have a five-part process. You can break it down to where you only talk about one part of the process a week and then go live two or three times in that one week if that's what you want to do and only talk about a piece of the puzzle and just feed them into the next uh, the next thing. Another way that you can do it is, I tell people is, you don't always have to change what you're talking about so much as changing the situation that people face the problem in. So if I was to show up and talk about funnels all the time, people would be so bored because right. funnels aren't <laughs> sexy. Like funnels, on, the only person waking up at two and three o'clock in the morning trying to talk about funnels is me and people like me who do funnels, right? Yeah. Nobody else is waking up talking about funnels. What are my customers working up talking about? What is keeping them up at night? My customers are wondering why they don't have consistent clients and cash flow in their businesses. But are they saying that? No, they're really, how does that show up for them? That shows up for them because their need to grow their business is bigger than their need to satisfy their husbands at night. That's showing up for them because they are so busy trying to figure out how to get all their Instagram posts. They're missing their best friend's birthday party or it's showing up for them because now that school has started, they had a hard time figuring out why their kids outgrew their shoes over the summer and their baby wanted LeBrons and they couldn't get them for them. That's how that stuff is showing up for them. It's not showing up like, oh, I need a funnel. It's showing up in their lives in real life situations. So if we learn to talk to our people about how real life is happening and how what we do solve real life for them, it makes it, the conversation flow so much better and it just makes it so much easier for people to be drawn to you. I love that. It's like you have to hear, you have to listen. What are they saying? What are they talking about? But what are they really saying? So then, Kim, how do you then drop the link for <laughs> the thing that you're selling after that whole Facebook Live? <laughs> so literally, I have a formula. I have a formula that I go by. And what, what I do is with that formula, it's about five or six parts. It's five parts. So what I do in that formula is I say, what do you need? The first thing you need to do is you need to show up and remind people why they're there. What is the real life situation that they're going through? What's the hook? Why, why do you want them there? What are you solving for them? What are you sharing with them? Right. Then you need to go into a story. How does that, how does what I'm telling you about really going to help you? So an example of that is last week I did a Facebook live and it was, um, how to stop competing with your overseas competitors how to stop competing with your overseas competitors. I don't know about you guys, but I don't, I don't live in the Philippines. I can't live off of $3 an hour. If you want to learn how to price your products and services so that way you can live in abundance in the U S and beyond join me live. Right. That was like, that was the caption was something like that. And so that was the first part. That was the hook, like telling people, you know what, especially for the people who are like virtual assistants or online business managers or service providers who are really competing with the people like, you know, on Upwork or like, you know, on 
online jobs PH. They can't, we can't do that in the US. How, how do they, how do I draw those people in? Like, how do I stop competing with that? So the story that I used was, you know, this is, so then I told a story that was real life for a lot of my audience. Like what, why they can't sell, why they can't get people into their web design businesses, why they're having a hard time. Like what that really shows up with when you're on the phone with someone and you think that you got the sale. And then when you tell them what the price is, they're like, oh, I can't afford it or not right now. I have to think about it. Let me talk to my husband. And then they kind of ghost you. And you're like, well, why she ghost me? I thought she wanted this. Like, you know, a lot of people go through that. So then I told them a story. Then part three is I go through the teaching steps. What is it that I really want you to know? And my teaching steps honestly don't change. Who are you? What do you do? How do you do it? And who you do it for? Those are the four things I talk about all the time. I just relate it to the story that we're in. And then in step four, step four is then where we go to the summary. I go back and I bring them, I bring it all back around to them again. And then I easily go, listen, I don't know who this was for. If this was for you and you need help trying to figure this out, then do this. If this isn't for you at this time, that's absolutely fine. But literally, I just, I literally go, if you need help with this, then you need to do this. If you don't need help with this and you just hanging out, I'm fine with that too. Just, but tell someone who does. Cause one of the things I do with my audience is I tell my audience that real entrepreneurs don't grow alone. It takes a village to raise a brand. So because it takes a village to raise a brand, you need to remember two things. Everyone that you meet either needs what you have or knows someone who does. And your job, as long as you remember those two things, is that everyone you talk to has to be willing to share your story with someone else. And as long as everyone is willing to share that with someone else, you'll be it'll be gravy, but you just have to be consistent. Because reality is, it's not that people fall out of things to talk about. The reality is, most people ain't consistent. Mm. Preaching right to me, right to me. (laughs) So what about, okay, there's some people listening to this and a common question I hear, you know, people, they don't know what their side hustle should be, but also once they started and it's going great, they're like, but I don't know how to monetize. I don't know what I should be selling. Is there a way that you help people figure that out? You know, the funny thing, it's funny that you asked me that. Um, 80% of the people who work with me end up changing what they sell (laughs) within... Mm, the first couple of conversations, literally. Um, and the reason for that is because most of the time, our business, on our side hustlers, they're selling the thing that they think that's going to make them the money the quickest. Like, you know, oh, such and such is selling t-shirts, so I should sell t-shirts. Yes. Or like, you know, oh, she's a business coach, so I'm going to be a business coach. The reality is... Most of the people who call themselves business coaches ain't business coaches. You really probably are a consultant. You do accounting, Jane. Do accounting. <laughs> like, and Or you just me, never had a business, ran a business, so get out of exactly. here. And everybody, and I tell them that too. Like, you know, everybody with a great idea isn't a business owner. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be a business owner just because you have a great idea. That don't mean that. It's uh, that, let's, ooh, okay, that's a different conversation. Uh, <laughs> But like I'm someone who turned my corporate career into my business because one, I really do love talking to people and I love helping people. But I also had to realize that I really do help people get out of that gray area. Like so for so many people, the world is black and white. But the reality is like, you know, based on statistics, 83 percent of decision makers fall into the gray area before they ever make a decision and they linger there way too long. So a lot of people 
don't do the thing that comes the easiest for them because it comes so easy to them, they think that people will not pay them for it. Oh, it only takes me, like, you know, I can bake a cake from scratch in less than two hours. People are not going to pay me for that. Girl, yes, we will. We'll pay you good for a, bake, a cake from scratch. Yes, 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 ma'am. Like, you know, and they just don't realize that the thing that they should be doing is sitting in front of them the whole time. And it's also, um, so I always tell people, one, what is the thing that comes to you the easiest, Right. Um, and do you really enjoy doing it? Like if you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh my gosh, you're still thinking about that thing. If you go to bed at night and you're like, that's my thing. And understand that you may start out, like for me, I started out in social media management and personal branding, right? That's so broad. But as I was growing my business, I started getting really particular about how I worked in that space. And even though you have a specific goal, I'm going to grow my business in the area of personal development. That may change. And it's okay to be, it's okay for it to change. A lot of times people get so hooked up in the idea that I have to do this one thing and I have to stick to it. They don't realize that they can shift with that one thing. They can make a pivot with it, right? Because now you be, as you mature and you grow stronger in your own area of expertise, you'll start to naturally realize that thing that you should do. Now, let me put a little disclaimer in there. I am not saying that to the people who like change their business three times a year <laughs> and they try to do 15 different things. Because even though the average millionaire has seven streams of income, if ain't none of them profitable, they ain't only working on one thing. Like it, they, <laughs> you know, that, that's not what I'm saying, but whatever that thing is, hunker in on there and learn that and craft that. And if you need to, understand that you, that may not be something you can figure out on your own and be okay with getting help on how to try to figure out what that thing should be. But you should at least have an idea of what you want to do. Right. And that was my next question. So how many tries does it take to get a funnel to work? And should you try it out a few times on your own before, if you, you know, are able to invest in and help? Well, yeah, I definitely think you can try out your funnel on your own, right? So there's three things. Every funnel has three jobs. Attract, prime, and convert. Its job is to attract your target audience, prime them for your offer, and convert them into raging fans and invested clients and customers, right? So attract, prime, and convert. In order to know if your funnel is working, one, you need to have realistic expectations and you need to be tracking them, right? So I am a fan of two things. One, I absolutely believe I'm analytical. I'm from project management. I believe in what does the number say and follow the pattern, right? I am also a big enough believer in um, Christ and the spiritual world to know that radical, miraculous things can happen as long as we put our best foot forward and we stay we stay covered in our faith, right? So because I hunker on both sides of the world, I'm like, listen, we can turn anything around. So it's three things you need to look out for to know if your funnel is working. One, you have to know where you're coming from with your funnel and what your goal of the funnel is. I talk to a lot of people who like who say their funnel isn't working and their funnel isn't working because they've never even worked their business. What I mean by that is if you are someone who is who isn't already converting people, if you aren't converting the people that you are in front of, a funnel isn't going to change that. 
A lot of times people think funnels fix broken businesses and they don't. Even if you have 10,000, I'm not, well, 10,000 people may be a lot. Let me say this. Even if you only, even if you have a couple of hundred people following you on social media, you have no people following you you have no one on your email list, your email list is still kind of rather new. If those couple of hundred people aren't engaging with you, just because you put a funnel together and you put it in front of those same people, they're not going to miraculously buy. You have to be, and that's the problem. People put funnels in place and then they put the funnel in front of the people who already, who are already not buying. That's not going to work. If you're going to put a funnel in place, you need to put the funnel in place, not just in front of the people who aren't buying, but you need to be using it to grow the audience as well. And there's only two ways to do that. Either you're going to do that fast or you're going to do that slow. If you're going to do it slow, you're going to go through organic growth. Like, you know, the posting on social media, the using the proper hashtags, the showing up consistently to slowly grow your tribe and push people into the funnel. Or you're going to do that fast and you're going to use paid advertising, you're going to have an advertising budget, and you're going to be able to use that to expand your brand presence and your brand's performance to get targeted leads into the funnel. Like, it's no ifs, ands, or buts around that. That's... I guess you could say that's like the basic strategy of it. Either you're going to use paid advertising or you're going to use free app or you're going to use free social media growth. I love what you said about funnels do not fix broken businesses. It's something that I think we all, as anyone who, you know, is a strategist, as a coach, will see where, you know, people come to you way down the line. Or that would even used to happen to me at work, you know, when I worked inside corporations doing marketing and they would come to me with an already built bad product <laughs> and want to know why we can't market this thing. Yes. And I, that's why I tell people. And so whenever someone says, that, and that's what we always look at, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing I always look at to people is what is the state of your business now? And what do those numbers look like? Right? So the first thing people should understand is before you even do the tech side of the funnel, the very first thing you need to define is what is the goal of the funnel? What is it that you want the funnel to do? And don't just say, help me make money. No, specifically, what is that all that final call to action? What is it? Are you selling people into a $5,000 offer? $5,000 offer? Are you selling people into a course? What is it the thing that you want people to buy? And Even if you have a bunch of products in your funnel, that's fine. But what is that final call to action? What is the ultimate goal that you want for the client, the people who come through that funnel, right? Yes. Once you know what that goal is, then you need to build out, what do I need to have in place to make people buy this, right? What do I need to do to convince them to buy this? And a lot of times what also happens is, People, one, they don't know where their business is coming from and they don't know what that ultimate thing is because they just go in like, oh, I just want people to buy from me. No, you really do need to know what it is you want people to buy. And once you know that and you know where your business is coming from, most people have some sort of growth in their funnel. But the problem is they have such miraculous expectations. (laughs) On, on what they want the funnel to do that they don't even give themselves credit for the things that do work because they so focus on what it's not doing, right? right. So like I tell people all the time, like, so what what's working in the funnel? They'd be like, it's not working at all. Something has to be working, right? What's working? Oh, well, people are hitting the landing page, but they're not signing up. Okay, well, if people are hitting your landing page, but they're not signing up, that doesn't mean that there's a problem with the entire funnel, because we don't know if the entire funnel doesn't work. What we do know is the landing page copy is wrong. 
Mm-hmm. It's not speaking to your people, right? Yes, yes. That means that you have that. That means there's a conversion point issue. There's no one signing up. Something's wrong with your copy. You have traffic, but they're not opting in. Why are they not opting in? And then I go to the landing page and I go, your button doesn't work. Ooh. It's not mobile friendly. Ooh. You know what I mean? The things that people may not take into account, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, this headline just doesn't speak to the, what does this mean? You're right. talking, you're talking like an expert. Like I was teasing one of my clients the other day because she's in the fitness and on her sales page, she was like, I don't know why no one's signing up for it. I was like, what is this resistance around? So for whatever reason, someone asked me for something. I said, like, Oh, give me the link. She gave me the link. And then when the person didn't buy, I was like, why didn't they buy? Cause this per I had primed the person for her stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> like, then I went to the page and I was like, girl, what is demystified dieting? <laughs> Because, you know, people get so hooked. I said, girl, that is fitness talk. Right. Simplified. Mystified dieting. (laughs) Like, people want to sound so fancy. And she was like, oh, I was trying to sum everything up. Sometimes you don't need to. Less is more. Yeah. Keep it simple, right? Talk like a real person. Yeah, exactly. Talk like a real person. So then I say, okay, you actually have a landing page issue. Mm -hmm. If you make these subtle tweaks, you'll see a difference. And you really... it always happens. Kim, I made these tweaks and people are now getting into the funnel. Okay. So now that we know they're signing up. Okay. But Kim, no one's, no one's taking the, no one's signing up for the sales call. No one's buying the thing. Okay. Now let's look at the emails that they're getting. Are they opening the emails? Because you say people not buying, but are they even opening the emails? Well, no, my open rate is like 10% or my open rate is 18%. Okay. That means a couple of different things could be going on. One, when you look at your list, are the majority of them Gmail users? Because if the majority of them are Gmail users, you're probably going to the social folder or more likely the promotions folder. And they're not even looking for it, right? Or, Or like, you know, so that's an issue. Or is your subject line too generic and they can't figure out who you are? When you send your emails, what name do people see? Do you know how many people don't go in and customize the name on their email service for that? Mm-hmm. Like they send it out like, and it's like, if I don't know, like if someone didn't, I brand my stuff under Kim McCarter because I send my emails as Kim McCarter. Because if I sent emails under my company name, people would be like, they wouldn't know what that was. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have to remain consistent. What does that look like? Oh, well, no one's opening the email. So we need to do these tricks to get people to open the emails. One common thing that people don't do is they think that once people are on their list, they can forget about them. Well, if you have a problem with people opening your emails, then you need to be sending them a retargeting ad on Facebook. Because once they hit your list, you can now tell Facebook, hey, this person likes my is on my email list. I want to talk to them via Facebook advertising. The cheapest form of advertising there is right now on Facebook is retargeting ads. And do a quick video like, hey, I know you signed up for this freebie. Did you get it? What did you think about it? Leave a comment. Tell me below. Simple little tweaks that people can make. Is it going to cost them a little bit of money to do some Facebook ads? Absolutely. But is it going to raise your conversion? Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. So just having those little tweaks in there because you have to know where are people falling off at in order to know where you can fix it. And most people don't track the different steps. They go in, they put all this stuff in, but they're not tracking the movements. And then you'll know when it's time to that complexity that we talked about at the top of this, like, you know, do you need to add another layer? Yes or no. Do you need to add another layer? Yes or no. You need to have that baseline concrete first, that foundation. 
I love all of this are gems. And you're speaking to me, Kim, and to everybody out there. <laughs> she's really appreciating the truth because I could tell you as someone who, you know, this year is my first time really running through funnels, figuring out what, you know, needs to be within my funnel. And, you know, you will glance. I One of the mistakes I made, I'll glance at numbers sometimes and blah, blah, blah. But I hadn't taken the time to really like know every single, every single piece of data and look at it against each other to see, okay, what's working, what's not. Because then how can I fix it? Or being too down on myself and saying, oh, it's not working, but how can it not be working if you had sales, you know? But you you might not have gotten the million dollars that you thought you were going to get because of that those unrealistic expectations like you talked about, Kim. So you really are preaching the truth. And I love that. So what's been one of your biggest success stories? So, oh gosh, I have a couple of them. You know, for me, my business, my biggest success stories really come from a place of a little bit radical and a little bit, it may not sound like the biggest thing when in terms of numbers, but having people be able to get those breakthroughs. I have a client who, when I first met her, she was doing web, like she was doing copy services for $125. Like she would write your whole sales page for $125. And you'd be like, Okay. <laughs> and actually, that's how I met her because someone recommended her. And I was like, you cannot write sales pages for $125. You need to raise your rates after you do mines. Like, you know. <laughs> and she was like doing sales pages for $125. And now she actually makes up to $17,000 per client. Wow. So things like that are always awesome to me. Right. But then I actually have a client, um, um, my client, Brittany, who is, uh, she does fitness and she does, and she does it virtually. And when I first met her, she was in social media and she was doing social media marketing, but she wasn't happy. And I could tell she wasn't happy. I'm an empath sometimes and I can pick up on that. And I was like, what's wrong? Like something is wrong. And see, here's my thing. And I tell people this all the time is if when you are in the success coaching space, you sometimes do fall into a life coach because the reality is if life is going wrong, you can't build a business. Like you can't do one without the other. Like you have to be willing to step outside of business. Strategy gets you to six figures, but it's all mental and emotional work that really pushes you into that seven and eight figure brand status. Like you have to be mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically on board in order for that to happen. And so once I got to talking to her, I realized that she was like this fitness expert. Like she had been in like, you know, bodybuilding contests. She was really in the fitness. She had went to school for fitness. Like she had degrees and everything. I was like, well, why aren't you not doing, why are you not doing that? And she was like, well, because I did social media and corporate everyone told me that's what I should do, but that's not what she wanted to do at all. And I was like, next, what the people say, do what you want to do. Let's go rebrand. Like, and we literally rebranded her. And now not only is she happier than she was a year ago, she's satisfied. Even, even though she hasn't really hit that full six figure yet, she'll have it before the end of the year, but just being able to see her transformation and knowing that she has made a name for herself in that space, knowing that people are following her on that hashtag. When she puts an offer out, people are, are always buying it. Like her one-on-one, like virtual fitness services are booked out through the end of the year. Like, and even though she's still hunkering around, like, you know, that's between that seven and $10,000 mark, that's 10 times what she was doing a year ago in social media management. For me, those type of business, that type 
type of success, that's priceless because you gave someone, I gave her permission to be exactly who she wanted to be in this world, show up for herself and for her family, how she wanted to show up for herself mm-hmm. and for her family. And like, you know, now she's like in love, not just for herself, but she has a new boo. She has her dogs. Like, you know, it's like, that's exciting. That's what really makes me get giddy inside as a big sister coach. Cause that's what they all call me. Big sister coach. <laughs> <laughs> So what's next for Kim? How are you planning to level up to continue to grow your own business? So one of the things that we did for 2018 is I fell back a little bit from coaching and I now do more consulting. Um, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are at that space where they are really solid in making money in their businesses and they just need someone to come in and level up how they're doing their own, like, you know, sales and marketing campaigns and not so much as I have to coach them through the process, whereas more so I'm helping them build the team around how to help them do their sales and marketing. So we have a lot going on in the consulting side. I'm actually excited about that because we actually are now booked out through January in consulting Um, because we not only do I come in and help build out the strategy, I now have an agency in place that kind of will go in and do all the sales funnels, do all the project management and stuff like that. So that's been really really fun to build out that consulting agency in that space. And now what's next, which is a big secret, but I'm going to let you know and also to the I hustle pro is I know that I can't do it alone, right? I can't be like everyone's, I can't be everyone's funnel trap queen. I can try. <laughs> <laughs> But I can't because now as I as I'm maturing in this space, I'm just realizing I can't be all things to all people. So what I'm doing is I'm actually opening up a beta program to license out my strategies and all of my techniques and all of the resources and tools that I've built. Um, on how I help people build out their sales funnel strategies. And I'm taking under my wing some other, some, you know, other funnel strategists and also web designers and copywriters. Because when you think of sales funnels, there's a lot of moving pieces, right? There's the person that has to build out the landing pages. There's the person that does the strategy. There's the person that does the copy. There's the person that does the Facebook ads. Sometimes, like, am I someone who can do all of those areas? Absolutely. And that's where a lot of people who do funnels, right, and automation and systems are right now. But I'm literally going to show them how they can build out their own six and seven figure agencies like I did. I love it. You know why? You're so right, because trying to do it all yourself is very overwhelming. And so I can see the benefit of having more funnel trap queens out here. Yes. Yeah, so they're gonna us. be like account managers. <laughs> so like, you know, they'll all come under the Kim and Carter consulting, um, coaching and consulting Smart. umbrella. Like, you know, but they'll be like their own account ma- like, you know, they'll be account managers. And what I want to do is I want to create these account managers and also they can use it in their own businesses. Like there'll be different licenses agreements. But I want to base it on their areas of expertise. Like you know what I mean? So if okay. someone's good at e-com, they will be they will manage e-commerce accounts. If someone is good at like, you know, business coaches, they'll be working with business coaches. If someone's web design, they'll be working with web designers. And we'll also have some crossover depending on what the needs of the client are. Because the reality is a lot of, there's two people. There's the people who want to DIY, right? And then there's always the people who don't want to DIY. And that's how we look at business for so long. The done for you versus the do it for yourself. But there's a group of people, that gray area, I always talk about that. I'm always trying to figure out, right? That gray area. Um, That group of people is the done with you people. They're the people who either, I don't mind doing it as long as I have someone to walk me through the process, or 
I don't mind doing it, but can you show my team? Like, I have a team in place. Can you teach my team how to do this? And we're going to hunker down on that group of people and create our own blue ocean in that space. So smart. So we're going to do a quick lightning round. And then you can, you know, after that, tell the people how they can stay informed about what you have going on. Because I know so many people are going to want to connect with you after this. So quick lightning round. Okay. All right. Answer the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. All right. Number one, what is a resource that has helped you in your business that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro audience? Super Soul Sundays. Okay. Absolutely love it. Number two, what's been the best business book or podcast episode that you've consumed this year? Creative Quest by Questlove. It's a book on creativity. Awesome. Who is a Black woman entrepreneur that you would want to trade places with for a day and why? (sighs) Kathy Hughes. So Kathy Hughes is the founder of um, Radio One which is now called Urban One, I think. Um, She owns like TV One and all that stuff. But I think she is the most underrated personality in media. Like she controls black media. Why aren't we talking about Kathy Hughes more? Yes. Matter of fact, I need Kathy Hughes in this chair. So everybody (laughs) tag Kathy Hughes and Side Hustle Pro. Okay, (laughs) tangent. Number four, what is a personal habit that has helped you significantly in your business? Loyalty. Ooh, love it. And finally, what is your parting advice for fellow women entrepreneurs who want to be their own boss, but are worried about losing that steady paycheck? Don't quit. <laughs> like, you know, I know that I know that for all of my faith based people who say step out on faith, you have to trust God, girl, you got to be sensible and pay that mortgage, pay that rent. Yes. Listen, rather than worrying about make the time. Figure out the schedule and make the time. Is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. It's not. It's not going to be easy, right? But let me tell you what I did. Um, if And I teach my clients this. If your house gets up at 6 o'clock to start its day, then you need to get up at 5. If you are someone that works a 9 to 5, you work outside the home, A lot of times when you work outside the home, you work through your lunch. And even if it's for your own company, you work through the lunch. Like you work through your lunch. You just sit at your desk, you eat your lunch. Leave your desk with a brown paper bag lunch. Go sit in your car. Go sit in the, leave out the building. Go go to a quiet area in the building. Read a book. Listen to a podcast. Write your emails. Like, you know, do sales calls. I did sales calls on my lunch. I did, like, that's the only time people, I could do sales calls was on my lunch. I use my lunch. The other thing I say is, rather than staying up late, get get up earlier. Get in the habit of putting your house to sleep at a very specific time and go to sleep. And even and that if you start going to bed, let's say at 10 versus going to bed at 12, you go to bed at 10, you may, your body is ready to get up at like four or five. You have that extra hour or two to work on your business. It's a lot more productive than trying to do it at the end of your day. Oh, yes. I'm learning that now. So, Kim, I can't thank you enough. This has been one of those like workshop episodes that is just everything. Like I'm going to re-listen to this a couple of times. I already know. So how can people connect with you after this episode to get their funnel together? So the number one place that you can go to get your funnel together, it's an absolutely free resource. I call it the training ground, and that is at FunnelTrapQueen.com. When you go inside there, um, I switch out the funnel strategies that's in there every couple of weeks, absolutely free. Um, And I do, I mix it up. So 
sometimes there's some really complex funnels in there, but sometimes there's some super easy funnels in there. Um, that's the best place to go to always find out about what's going on in funnels and getting advice. Of course, you can always come hang out with me um, on social media. My social media is consistent throughout every platform, and it is MS Kim Carter. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the whole nine. Um, and you can always go to my website, KimMcCarter.com, but I warn you before you go, if you go there looking for a full website with blog posts, <laughs> I love it. I will link to all of those in the show notes, guys. So thank you so much again, Kim. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thanks so much. And for everyone who shouted my name out for her to reach out to me, I love you all. <laughs> yes. And there you have it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you want to hear more from me, head on over to sidehustlepro.co forward slash side hustle corner to get my weekly side hustle diaries chronicles about my own journey from passion project to profitable business. And if you want to find me online, I'm at Side Hustle Pro on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to join the Side Hustle Pro Facebook community. Go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash mastermind. And as always, if you love the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Thank you.